Welcome back to the second episode of the Grit and Grind show with me, Henry Duncan, and the other co-host, Bauer Patton. This is really our second recording of the Grit and Grind show. We just had an episode that was way too long, and frankly, we can't figure out a way to post it, it, to post it on Spotify without paying a lot of money. So we're just not going to do it. Also, since it's us two, we had a lot of great stuff in there. All pretty equal. We're not going to be able to cut it out. Another fun fact. It's our second recording of this episode. We just got done with recording it the first time. And we sounded like Darth Vader for some reason. Anyway, we're here. Hopefully it's sounding good. We'll listen to it at the end. Last time, we were able to get into the USA team, talked about the U19, gave our opinions on the roster. Good bits happened on that team since then in terms of the roster. Then we talked a little bit about the EuroLeague final, talked a little bit about Wimbledon, touched on that. Then we finished the episode with talking about the finals, game one, two, and three. Bauer, get us started off. So we're going to do some... NBA Ben Simmons trade options to start out this episode. Ben Simmons, as most of you might know, he's on the trade block. The 24-year-old for the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers, played terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. 31% free throw shooting was the big eyesore to most teams. Especially Um, Sixers fans. Yeah, Sixers fans were like, God, can we just have a guy that can shoot free throws? Burning his jersey and stuff. Yeah, the LeBron thing. Yeah. So we, so I went online to look from the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper and pulled about four trade scenarios that I think would be a good trade for both teams. Four and one that was already rejected. Yes. We'll get into that one. Though. You want to start the first one off? Yeah, the first one is the Cavaliers giving Darius Garland and Larry Nance Jr. for Ben Simmons. Uh, we, or I at least think this will be a win for the Sixers. I think it will be too. Purely because I think you put Darius Garland, who's all offense. Yes. Already averaging three more points in the regular season than Ben Simmons did. Yes. He's Totally offense. Larnitch didn't even start. He's only 28. Which is not I feel like he's too been, old. No, no, not at all. I feel like he's been the, around the league a lot longer. Yeah. Maybe that's just because he was in L.A., and if you're in L.A., then Edward. everybody knows who you right. are. So, what, what are your opinions on it? I think this is a good trade because Darius Garland right now is better than Ben Simmons. Larry Nitch Jr., is better than Dwight Howard. And... Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily Darius Garland is better than Ben Simmons. I think he is. Ben Simmons has more potential. Potential. But I think during the regular season, him averaging 14 points, really, that's not all... I feel like there was a lot that went on that, you know... Of course, Joel Embiid on the team, you've... He's an all-star, almost an MVP. Without hurting his knee, he probably is an MVP. Yeah, uh, so I think the Cavs definitely win this. I would say so, too. Well, well sorry, no, no, sorry. I, I think the Sixers. 
I think Sixers win this. Sorry. Yeah, Sixers. Took away that. Um, yeah, I think the Sixers win this, not only because I think Darius Garland, being three years younger, I think he's going to grow to be better than Ben Simmons. Right. Uh, you might not think that listening, possibly, and you might have to consider that very little Cavs games are on national TV. You're probably only watching them if you're watching them against the Grizzlies or whatever team you like. So I, I think that's a really good trade for the Sixers. I can see it not happening with the Cavs. They seem to be very protective with their young players. I would see that true. We got a second one here. This is for the Kings, Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox, DeLon Wright, for Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. In our first recording, we talked about how Tyrese Maxey, we don't want to give up if I'm the Sixers because he is so valuable. He played about 15 minutes, averaged 8 points. So we're like, if you put that up and make that 25 minutes, he's going to get you like 15 points. And then you have a solid backup point guard as opposed to an aging DeLon Wright who, bleh, you know, I mean, he's... He's not, he's not someone that's going to be in the league when he's 38. I'd say maybe a six more years. Right, exactly. Uh, he, it's not like he has a bunch of time to just grow. He's kind of hit his peak. Yeah, I'd say he's past his peak. I'd say he's past his prime. Yeah, his little peak prime was probably two or three years ago when he was coming over to the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, finished that season with three triple doubles. Yeah. <laughs> um, on our last episode, we talked about that in the trivia. De'Aaron Fox, I believe his contract, or one that's going to be coming up is, what, 30? No? Yeah, 22, I believe. 32, maybe? Yeah, oh, I, th- I think the... And DeLon's is like 8. Either way, if the Kings are going to re-sign, re-sign De'Aaron Fox, it's going to end up being a good bit of cash, uh, just because he's the only one there. There's exactly. no reason not to play. Marvin Bagley does not want to play mm-hmm. for them. No, or really? Uh-uh. His dad like, went on Twitter and was like, get my son out of Sacramento or something. And he's even like, I mean, he didn't play the last 10 games even though he was healthy. God, Marvin Bagley, man. Where is he? Bum. God, they coming out of Duke, right? Duke, yeah. Well, second seven, pick. Seven feet tall. And, and Could have had Doncic, Trey Young. Yeah. I mean, crazy. So much. Imagine, a, well, De'Aaron Fox, I can kind of see why they didn't take the... Right. But anyway, you're expecting Mark Badway to be a lot better. He was pretty dominant in college. Yes. In his one season at Duke. So I, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Kings probably end up... Mm. Tyrese Maxey, I, I know we both have very high opinions on him. I don't think this ends up happening. I don't think so either. Because I think the Kings don't want to take that risk in Ben Simmons. Yeah. Also, don't want that contract. Right. Uh, while Darren Fox's or whatever he's going to sign is going to be high. Yeah. It's probably not going to be high as Ben Simmons. That was a big mistake by the Sixers. Um, of course, if Ben Simmons would have had huge playoffs, then maybe not. Stock, yeah. This, we wouldn't even be here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, next one. The Timberwolves give the Timberwolves give Ricky Rubio. Malik Beasley and Jaden McDaniels for Ben Simmons. Ricky Rubio, when he was uh, on the Timberwolves for his first stint, he was good. He was good. He was young, spry. Yeah, he wasn't really a shooter, right? But he was a really good passer. I bet he averaged seven assists. Probably something like, like that. 
He's averaging six assists now, so it's not much drop. But his points, instead of being in the teens, is eight points. Yeah. He averages 26 minutes a game. Yes. Uh, he's a veteran in a sense, but at the same time not. Yeah, like he plays like he's a veteran, but sometimes you're like, dude, that's like a rookie mistake. Yeah. And you're just like, what? He's just not. I'm not a big fan of Ricky Rubio. I feel like he's also kind of a grizz killer. He Fake. was at one point, yeah. Yeah, uh, before he went to Jazz, first time on Timberwolves, once again, he was, you know. Yes. Malik Beasley, giving up him. You're not really giving up much. He probably has a, like, five mil contract, seven mil maybe. He doesn't have much appeal to me. Uh, I guess you just throw him in there for that kind of extra. And also, the extra you know, Timberwolves want to get rid of him because they already have a shooting guard. It's their future, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And Malik Beasley probably being 24 won't be. He's been in the league four years, right? He's one At done. least, yeah. Uh, yeah, he probably wouldn't be too happy just kind of sitting back there. I imagine he thinks he has a lot, a while to go. Then Jane McDaniels, I'm high on him. I like him. He only played 24 minutes a game this year. He averaged six points. Cat's in there. Cat's taking. I mean, he's... Yeah. You're, being Jaden McDaniels, you're not the young guy the Wolves are trying to get the ball to. Right. It's, we want Anthony Edwards because he... Not that... Not, yeah. Not that he would be at the Sixers. Sorry to interrupt you about. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I think Tim Wolves ended up winning this one. I think they do, too. What would you give this for a grade for the Wolves? What would... I'm the Wolves, and I get Ben Simmons for giving up those guys. That's an A, in my opinion, for uh-huh. the Wolves. Yeah. Because... You have a Ricky Rubio. Okay. You give away Malik Beasley. You already have a shooting guard in the future. Yeah. And then you give away Jenny McDaniels, which is like kind of like a pick almost, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to do. So, I like that. Yeah. All right, next trade. Now, though, if I'm the Sixers, I'm like... Okay. Eh, like staying, on, staying on this one. Staying on this one still for a second. Okay. Mind. Yeah. I'm like, bleh. Like, I need a shooting guard. Yes. But I think Danny Green's better. Danny Green, I guess, I would say it's better than Malik Beasley. Although, you trade Danny Green, you shop him for something that you need. Like what? Uh, what What are you going to be able to really shop Danny Green for? Another He's, Danny Green. That's true. Like Joe. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's hard. Because you, you're not going to really be able to get any. You're probably either going to get one player that's kind of like him. But you look around the league, you have shooters. Joe Harris. Danny Green, you know. Danny Green. I would say Gary Trent Jr. is in that. Gary Trent Jr. I'd say Gary Trent Jr. is better than Danny Green. Yeah, I'd say so. But I don't. But he's younger, so. Yeah, but you're also not going to be able to get Gary Trent Jr. No. You're not going to be able to get Joe Harris. Uh Uh-uh. I don't think, unless you put a pick in there, but I don't. Second round, how's that going to really affect it? Right. You're going to have to put a first in there, and being a Wolves, that might be kind of a high pick. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I don't really see this one happening. This is probably unlikely. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I just like if you're the Wolves, it's an A. If you're the Sixers, it's like a C. You know, it's yeah, like a C minus. C minus. Like you just don't do much with it. Mm-hmm. All right, I just want to stay on that for a little bit more. You know. Yeah. But this next one has actually already been rejected by the Seventy Sixers, to our surprise in a way. Yeah. With T.J. Warren of the Pacers and Malcolm Brogdon and Simmons. This one. I didn't catch that. Could you try again? Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Hello. 
Okay. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, Warren is 27. He only played four games last year because he had a foot injury for most of the season. His contract is $12 million. Malcolm Brogdon's 28, played 56 games, had 21 points a game on a $21 million salary. And then you have Ben Simmons, and that's $35 million. Right. Yeah. How for, much have you... 33 for the, for the Pacers players. Ben Simmons would get like 35 to 38, or that's what he wants. I'm not yeah. sure if he's going to get that. But and I, I don't know why, if I'm the Sixers, I want this trade. Yeah, you are pretty much trading... Cap room. You're getting like five million cap room. Let's just say you're getting five million cap room, and you're also getting Malcolm Brogdon, right? Who averaged seven more points than Ben Simmons. Yes. He had the same amount of assists, pretty much. Ben Simmons averaged about seven, uh, and Malcolm Brogdon averaged only about six. And minutes played doesn't really put into it. I guess Ben Simmons gives you a lot more defense than Brogdon, but you're looking for offense. You're able to defend pretty well. Of course, you take Simmons out of the equation. Your defense goes down, whatever. You have Thibel, though. So, I mean, he's pretty good. Andy yeah. Green's pretty good on defense. Yeah, and then Thibel probably kicks up more minutes. Yeah. If Ben Simmons goes, because Malcolm Brogdon's not going to be playing as much as... Or who knows, maybe. I mean, this just doesn't... I don't see how the Sixers rejected it so quickly. Either. Yeah, they're like, no, we're not worried They didn't that. even let it get into the real offseason. Yeah. For them to be able to even really look at it and accept it. Right. I would have left it out there. Yeah, same. Especially because this, if I'm another team, if I'm the Grizzly GM, let's just say, and I'm looking to trade for Ben Simmons, I see what the Pacers have put out there. Like, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon is pretty much your future. Yes. I mean, you know, along with, I guess, LaVert now. And Sabonis. I would say Sabonis is their future. Well, see, so yeah, Sabonis is your future, but you have Malcolm Brogdon, who's only 28, not too old. No. I think if Malcolm Brogdon was 24. Wow. Yeah, I think this is automatic for the Sixers. I also think if TJ Warren had finished his season the same kind of way they finished in the bubble, remember that 50-point performance just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, he only played four games this year, so don't really know how to. I bet that's why. Yeah, I think it is. It's an injury. Yeah, the injury kind of screws the Pacers just because they don't really know too much about TJ. Uh, right. But I, I I, would have accepted this probably as the Sixers. Yeah, I think it's an A for both sides. Yeah, or just give them the throw in like a... Pick like a, or something. Give them the They're going to give you a first-round pick if you want it. Yeah, give them the throw in pick this year. Yeah. Uh, Because... Pacers pick isn't going to be too good. It's going to be like 20th from maybe 18. I don't know where the Pacers are at. But, you know, it's not going to be that good of a pick. Maybe give them a second round. Maybe, yeah. Two second rounds, something like that. I mean, there's so many things you can do. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird trade. Yeah. You know, I feel like I would have done that if I was their GM. Yeah. Already rejected by the Sixers. Yeah. Next one. Raptors. This is a highly unlikely, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe so. It's via sign and trade. That that means that the Sixers would sign Ben Simmons to some stupidly exorbitant amount of money. Kyle Lowry would resign, I believe. Yeah, I think or so. Or he has one year left. I think he would extend his contract. 
and then you would trade them for each other. Now, if I'm the Sixers, I would lose this trade. Reason being, Kyle Lowry's 35. He's past his prime. He almost didn't, he did not play. He played 46 games, which is... I mean, he didn't play 16 games, right? Mm-mm. No, 26 games. How, well, how many games were in this season? 72. Yeah, so 26. 26. So that's a big thing. Like, ugh, like, is he injured? Yeah. And then, But then, if you're the Raptors, I'm like, this is an amazing trade for me. I get rid of this guy. Yeah. I can go find a point guard. There's a lot of point guards in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I get a 24-year-old Ben Simmons. And the Raptors organization is known for molding players how they want yeah, to play. And you're getting a point guard Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, of course, Kyle Lowry has a pretty big contract. He does. I think the contract's time to cancel out when you're looking at, you know, pause this. He's averaging three more points than Ben Simmons, so I understand why you take him. He's a better player to me. Yeah. But I think I think the rap it's just weird. It is. This whole Ben Simmons thing is weird because he has so much potential. He's such a big player. He's so athletic. Uh, he has a good driving ability. You don't even really need a good three shot. You can shoot like 35% from three. That's decent. And no, if you're just able to shoot mid-range. Yeah. Uh, I think last time in our first recording of this episode, we touched on how much of it is mental for Ben Simmons. And then you need to go see like a psychiatrist or something like that. Yeah. Um, you want to touch on any of that? Yeah, it's just like at the end of the season, um, I was watching Inside the NBA after their series had concluded. And Charles Barkley, you know, the legend is like, it's bad when your coach doesn't have confidence in you. Yeah. And Doc Rivers doesn't have confidence in Ben Simmons. Which you're like, really? Well, what did Doc say after? He's like, one of the, the, the question was to Doc, is Ben Simmons the point guard for this championship team if they get the championship? And he's like, and that, well, I believe he responded, what, like? I'm not sure yet. Like, he, he said something like, I don't even know if we're a championship team. No, he was like, no. He said, I'm not sure yet. And I'm like, what? Like, this is your guy and you throw him under the bus? A 24 year old? Who's had three head coaches? I don't. I don't think he's wanted by any of the organization. No, no I don't think he is. Uh, I one point I want to touch on is right after the season, the Sixers per, kind of made it clear that Ben Simmons was their guy. Yes. And then this past week, Ben Simmons was put on the trading block. And they're like, what? They're like, but you just said a month ago that we want him to stay, and now you're like, we want to ship him, get him out of here. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly, kind of that point. You get a whole month to kind of watch him and see what he's doing in the off season, and now you want to put him on a trading block. I think that, I think that's not going to help you in trying to find a trade for him. Uh, I don't really. It also this one doesn't affect the league that much. To I don't me. think it does. Just kind of going to the Raptors. If Ben Simmons was going to a contender, another contender, like the Warriors or something. Yeah, then I think uh, you're like whoa. This is huge, but it's not. It's not. There's not much that's going on. So last time we talked about USA's loss to Nigeria, which was terrible. And then somehow that Saturday, mm-hmm. I believe, maybe Sunday. Anyway, one or two days later, they were able to follow it up with a very unimpressive performance 
and their loss to Australia. That was just terrible. Please never do that again. I'm not. I'm not as bummed. I'm not as mad about the loss to Australia as I was to Nigeria. Yeah. Just because Australia has. What, like seven players, I think you said, yeah, that have played? Players, yeah, six, seven players that played in the NBA last season. Yeah. Which, you know, is pretty... I mean, that's not like the NBA, or the USA. It's yeah. basically like the NBA. But, you know, it's six players that play at the level that those players play at. Yeah, the Patty Mills, Great Joe Miller. Ingles, both play pivotal roles on that team. Both older guys, but both guys that know how to get a bucket uh kind of like a not as good as a come carmelo but they aren't the most athletic guys on the court they have to have the skills to actually do it so not really as mad about that loss it was a close game still gotta win that then they beat argentina and just beat spain yesterday so Interesting. I mean, they yeah. just got to, you know... Now we're going to get into the group stages. Yeah, group stages in the Olympics. They all flew out mm-hmm. yesterday to Tokyo. Except Zach Levine. Yeah, he got protocols, but he will join the team and once he's cleared that. Brad Beal, or I guess Jeremy Grant, is he still in No, protocols? he played against Spain, so okay. he's fine. And then Brad Beal is out yeah. for the whole FIBA World Cup, I guess you call it. Not FIBA World, World Cup. The Olympics. Yeah, the deal. <laughs> They don't, they're not playing a world. They're playing for a gold medal. They're out, he's out for the Olympics. Kevin Love has a calf injury that made him quit. So he's gone, and his replacements are bad. Brad Beal and Kelvin Johnson. JaVale McGee and Kelvin Johnson. Oh, sorry. What's that? Kelvin Johnson and yeah. JaVale McGee. Uh, the JaVale McGee. Eh, I mean, he cancels out. Like if Right now, in my opinion, in the NBA, I'd rather have JaVale McGee than Kevin Love. Yeah. Javel McGee played more games or or suited up more than Kevin Love did. You're saying that if you're a team in the NBA, if yeah. you're on the USA team, both. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I think Javel McGee won't have that ego on his shoulder because I believe this is his first time on the USA team, so he'll kind of go in there, not haven't really been there. Not uh, hopefully he doesn't want to just get a bunch of shots up like these other she, guys. I think they brought him in for shot blocking. Yeah, Dunking, a little bit of defense, out. which we need. Yeah, and then Kelvin Johnson, fifteen. Kelvin, yeah, Kelvin Johnson. Anyway, yeah, I mean Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah, I was saying Kelvin. Uh, it sounded like you saying Kelvin. Whatever. Uh, Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, second time, though, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Popovich player. He cuts when you want him to. He plays off the ball like he need him to. Playing with the Martin Rosen during the regular season, he does pass a ton. And, you know, he's just a solid player. He's a good addition, I think, to the team. Obviously, you'd rather have Brad Beal. But at the same time, you almost don't. You've already got a bunch of scores. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is good for them, I think. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to the NBA Finals game four and five. So, game four, Bucks win 109-103. to in Milwaukee. Game five. Bucks win 123-119 in Phoenix. The Suns started off the series with a win at home 
And then for game two, they've also got a win at home. So two wins at home to start the series off. To be frank, then I thought it was going to be 4 1. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a five game series, maybe six. I kind of thought Suns in six. Um, I thought once the Bucks won that uh, big game, what, like 120 to 100 or yeah, something? One t- yeah, 121. 101 or something like that. Yeah, um, had a big win there. You could kind of see the momentum. But Middleton had a really good game. Yes. Uh, Suns didn't, all their players didn't really show up. And I was like, yeah, we're probably, I still think it's five-game series. I don't think all the Bucks players are showing up. Proven wrong with Chris Middleton, a.k.a. the donkey, showing up in game Why four. Draymond Green. No, they both look like the donkey did. Draymond Green is donkey. No, it's both From Shrek. Yes, but they both have like <laughs> they both have that they buck teeth. They both yeah they both have buck teeth that hang out and not only do they hang out they go a little bit up. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And okay. they are both mouth breathers, <laughs> meaning I don't think they shut their mouth the whole time they are on the court. I really don't. It's like they look so intelligent out there. Unintelligent. Yeah, unintelligent. That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Game four. What's your first take? My first take, game four. Chris Paul did not step up. No. Even though he needed to. 37 minutes. 5 of 13. 10 points. And minus 10. Plus minus. Five turnovers also. So, that's not good. No. Um, not at all. Yeah. He's, it's just. I feel I mean, like also, you know, he plays well when Aiden plays well. Because Aiden feeds off him like well. You well, know? well, I think partly that. But also, once Chris Paul is able to kind of get to that little block area or kind of mid-range, Brooke Lopez or whoever is defending DeAndre Aiden really isn't able to step up as much. Right. Because DeAndre Ayton's kind of in that scoring mode. Yeah. He's looking to score more. He's looking to move a little bit more. He's kind of thinking better. Um, you might not think it's like, but, I mean, there's just a lot that goes on like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Chris Paul needs to step up. Yeah. I have never thought he is the top five point guard. No. Like some people I was listening, maybe it was inside the NBA, maybe it was a podcast, maybe something. And they were saying – He's one of the best point guards of all time. No. I can name five point guards better than him. And he is not even acting like that good of a point guard. And Kendrick Perkins said, which I think was a great point, that in game five, it wasn't like he didn't have that good of a game. He had 21 points and 11 assists. It's that he just doesn't have the same swagger. Uh, That's what Perkins said. And, I mean, I, I totally agree with him when I was – I didn't get to watch much of that game. Uh, but when I was able to watch Chris Paul just kind of – he wasn't moving around the screens quite the same way. He wasn't really getting to his spots. Drew Holiday was doing really well on him. Yeah. And, yep. the big, and the Milwaukee Big Three just played really well in game five. And they, I mean, their three best players had 32, 27, and 23, which just – or 29, my bad. Not 23, 27, 29, 32. Yeah. So that's just you just get outplayed. Yeah, you and know? what in game four, 
Middleton had a great performance with 40. Yeah. Let's not forget the... One turnover, too. Yeah, huge for him. Yeah. Uh, let, well, let's not forget that Devin Booker had 42 points. Yeah. But they just couldn't do it. He's just not getting much help out there. Um, yeah. So DeAndre Ayton's got to show up. Chris Paul's got to show up. Let's get to the Bucks for game four. Yeah. The bench also has to show up for, for the Suns. tonight's game, game six. And we're going to touch on that for the Suns. In game five, their bench had like 15 points as opposed to the Milwaukee bench that had 23 yeah. on 7 of 12 from three point and one turnover. And they just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll stay on the Bucks real quick for game yeah. four. Game four, Middleton, 40 points, four assists, only one turnover, as previously mentioned, plus 10. We'll probably off that a little more. Yeah. This place plus 15. The way the plus minus works for some places, it kind of varies where you look. Yeah. Well, one pl- a few, some places do it on the court where more points scored or where less points scored. And... Some places do it. It's kind of hypothetical, like, if there were five of you. I don't know how it works. Sometimes yeah, it's just how well run. you played or not, not how well yeah. other teams kind of played while you're on the court. Yeah, if you're in a run or yeah. you're a hockey assist exactly. or something like that. So, uh, I'd say the Bucks kind of got lucky with that 40-point performance from Middleton. Frankly, P.J. Tucker... Zero points, five fouls yeah. in 29 minutes. Minus three. He was more than minus three it's just because he's on the yeah, court. Yeah, he's at 40 points on him. Yeah. He should be like minus 43. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he's also on the court while Giannis and Middleton are on the court, so that's why that's a lot better than it should be. Yeah. Drew Holiday didn't show up either. I mean... This is that's why it was so surprising to me that Bucks were even in in game four. He had thirteen points. Do you know his field goal percentage? I believe it's twenty five. Yeah, it's twenty five percent. That's horrific. He got to the free throw line a total of five times. No, two times. I think. He made all five. Three times, right? Probably right. two two pointers and a and one. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, okay. Well, three times. Anyway, five five from last pretty decent. I was I, I thought it was would be lower. Right. So that pretty much he had eight points from the field on five of twenty. Yeah. So, I mean that's just not good. No. Um. Game yeah. five. Game five. One, better. Yeah. One twenty three to one t- one nineteen bucks. In Phoenix, the one tonight is in Milwaukee, so yeah. Chris Paul did not show up again. Right. You guess how many attempts he had the free throw line? I'm gonna guess like five. Zero. What? Yeah. I mean, he just. It was like the. What? What game did he go off? And had forty. Was that game six, six against the Clippers? Yeah. And in that first quarter, he had zero points. Yeah. That that was what it was like, except he did four quarters. Yeah. If Devin Barker once again. 40 points. 40 points. No help. No help. Again, the bench had 15 points. The bench needs to step up, as we've said. And it wasn't like they didn't play any minutes. Yeah. And they, like, 
and also just gave away a lead. 16-point lead. Drew Holiday gets two fouls with three minutes, with nine minutes left in the first quarter, and you can't capitalize on that? Like, attack him. Yeah. You know, get three, three or four before the end of the half. Yeah, well, they took him out. Yeah, they did. Moment, like, once right? he gets back in the second quarter, so he starts the second quarter. Yeah. Like, attack him. Yeah, Drew's just such a smart player. I'm giving him props now. Last episode, I was kind of taking away some of those props just purely because I'd rather John Morant be on the USA team. I think John's a better player. But when looking at this series, what Drew Holiday has done when he has come to play, like he did in Game 5, having 27 points, uh, still had 42 minutes. Which is good. I mean, that's solid. Forty. How do you have 42? He didn't have 42 minutes in game five. Why? Oh, sorry. Drew, yeah, Drew Holiday did have 42 minutes. So, I guess he, he played a Maybe little bit. Maybe a little bit more in that first quarter. Yeah. Like, on two fouls. Yeah. So. But he still had two early. Yeah, he had two very early. Like, the first six minutes of the game, he had two fouls. Okay, yeah. So, still. Um, Phoenix's big three, just to put plainly, just got outplayed. Yeah. Uh, like you said, let that 16-point lead just slip out of their hands. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty hard to watch. I'm gl- One thing, though, about this game, I'm glad it was close. Yeah, it was. How much were Bucks up at half? No, Bucks were down six at half, right? I think so, yeah. We're so that back. means the tacos. Yeah. yeah. We get the tacos. Yeah. 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 Um, taco. Tacos. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Taco Bell's Doritos. Locos tacos are officially going to come back. Originally, I thought that it mean everyone got one free. Sadly. Yeah. Does not mean that. A little <laughs> bump. It's about to order six. Um, <laughs> I can I can go through those things. I can too. You ever order it off Uber Eats or anything? No. Whenever I do order it, well, the only times I get Taco Bell, uh, I think at once I've gotten it when it wasn't Uber Eats. I Uber eat it. I get like six tacos. Because the tacos are so skinny. I fill them with everything. It's like an extra 50 cents for sour cream. Probably spend $22. At, <laughs> On six tacos. Yeah. Hey, and the, but I get a large Mountain Dew. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Like green Baja Blast. Yeah, whatever. Baja Blast. It's good, man. Uh, I put a lot of that Taco Bell sauce on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... Let's get back. Big point for the Suns. Chris Paul needs to step up. Big three got outplayed. Not Devin Booker. It was really Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Uh, like we said on game four, DeAndre Ayton, way too passive again. Yeah. Uh, he took more shots. I guess he had 20 points in game five. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I guess... I guess they did pretty well, the big three. They just got outplayed. I mean, they yeah. I mean, they played well. I mean, they had 80 points combined, but the Bucks, big three just had a lot better. Yeah. Did, you know, 100 points combined about. Yeah. Um, dang. Yeah. You just kind of need a better performance from Chris Paul. Yeah. And your know. bench. Your bench plays a huge part. 15 points, like you said. And they had 46 minutes. Something like that, yeah. That's horrific. So, all right. So after dissecting games four or five, who do you have tonight? You know, um, 
I I want it to be the Suns. Why? Just to go to Game Seven. I don't care too much if it, as long as it is a tight game. Because uh, I don't want to go to a Game Seven and have it be just a blowout by some team. Yeah, that would stink. Just like Game One and Two, or they were, they were close, but they weren't close in the last minute. Right. Game three was definitely not close in the whole last fourth quarter. Yeah. They also did not play. The one thing we did not touch on that much in our last episode was Devin Booker did not play at all in the fourth quarter of game three. Yeah. If you're Monty Williams, you're down by 15, and there's eight minutes left to, left to get, you got to put him in. Yeah. This is the finals. The dude hasn't played much at all. Yeah. You haven't given him really any time to kind of do something out on the court. We've seen much bigger comebacks in the NBA. Totally. Heck, we've seen the Grizzlies be up by 24 and let that go. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times, probably. I mean. Yeah, to like a hurt Golden State team. Or Pistons or something. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, really guys? Awful. Spurs, probably. Yeah, I bet we've given up a 24 to the Spurs at one point. Like, like, I bet we've given up a 20-point game to the Spurs multiple times in the same game. I, I, I believe we've been up by 20 early. Let's just say, we've been up by a good bit early. They've gotten it back by half. We've gotten up, and they end up winning the game somehow. Yeah. Of course, Bucks might not do it, but they still might. Chris Middleton's able to keep it up, but if he doesn't. Anyway, I did not like that by Monty. Uh, it also kind of... Tossing the white flag a little. A little bit, yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. Next game. It's like, no. Yeah. This game. And I don't like that just because you kind of have that quitting attitude a little bit. I like the fight till the end. You know, maybe you start putting in some of the bench guys with two minutes left when it's, you know, really over. I think sometimes it's a little excessive in, like, high school and maybe some college when, you know, coaches are fouling to try to get back into it. Ten seconds left and you're down by ten. It's just not going to happen. Um, you're not that guy, pal. <laughs> so, who, so, but to get back, I think the Bucks are going to end up taking this one. I think they are, too. I think they got tonight. Yeah. As much as I like the Suns, except Chris Paul, I think I got the Bucks tonight. They're going to show up. They're in Milwaukee. They're going to yeah. win. Uh, I think their home crowd plays a huge factor for them. You know they're – oh, well, I also think Bucks are going to win. Scott Foster is roughing tonight. That is true. Scott Paul is 0-12 in playoff games when Scott Foster officiates. So it's kind of... Break the curse. Yeah, it's kind of it's done. Yeah. Really you might as well just write it up here. Scott Foster's not letting Chris CP3 get that win. Yeah. I mean, Booker's going to get the Kardashian curse. Kardashian-Jenner curse yeah. if he loses this series. Yeah. Who thought he all broke and... Chris Paul is going to be the downfall of the Scott Foster curse. Yeah. It's going to be sad. Down, well. It's his downfall. He's, if he loses, he's going to be like, I win 13. Well, but Scott Foster is victorious. So it's not really the downfall of the Scott Foster curse. Yet it's the downfall no, it's, of Chris Paul. A little. Against Scott Foster. A, no, because I think it continues. I think if he doesn't end it now, I think it goes on forever. Just stop, stop. <laughs> no, really, I think it does. Okay, okay. These things just don't happen. That's why it's 
This is kind of one of those weird stats. It is. It's like James Harden scored 40 points tonight. It was the first time for an NBA player to do that on Halloween, 20, yeah. I mean, 20,000 fans in the building yeah. with four re- re- with all black referees yeah. and uh, you know, uh, two white coaches at the same time. Yeah. You know, they make some weird, some weird stuff. And like 20,568 steps taken. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh so yeah, like you said, we've got Bucks tonight. Um I think uh, yeah, this is the Bucks. Yeah, I got the Bucks too. Speaking of CP3, have you seen CP CP3's AU team or I guess Nike team? They're playing well at EYBL right now. I'm the not. Peach Champ. Uh, yeah, I believe they have a kid named Robert Dillingham. I've heard of him, yeah. Uh dude's cold. Very cold. So, I'm trying to look. When the group stages, I know Team Thad advanced. Memphis team. That's good. With Chandler Jackson, who's at CBHS Rising Senior. And Amar Knox. Got to watch, both of us got to watch Amar Knox this summer league. Let the Jerry Peters Classic. Yes, we did. He's an exciting player. He's a very exciting player. I don't know if he's 30th in the nation like he's been ranked. Yeah. Some places. I think he's a little overrated, but he's committed to Memphis. That's yeah. exciting. So, that's good. I also like kind of the popularity for Memphis. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, just Memphis players being on Memphis team, being out there doing well. Yes. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah. Now EY, EYBL, I think he's going into bracket play. Yes, I believe so. Uh, so, that should be fun. I wish, I wish they were streamed. I think they are streamed on websites and stuff i kind of wish it was on tv so i could just click on it yeah uh a lot of those games are good and if the one on court one isn't good you just go to court two right and if court two isn't good you go watch class of 2023 on court three right so the that's been fun to kind of keep up with uh glad about that we'll probably get into the little bit of that on our next episode yes We'll also get into game six and seven. We're gonna watch six tonight together. And <laughs> that was weird. Just add that together. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna watch season. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna watch. <laughs> we're gonna watch the sixth game together. Uh, we'll come back with that. Hopefully, we get to come back and talk about a game seven. Yes, we'll that would be awesome. We'll see if we do or don't. Uh. Oh, I didn't ask this. Who do you want to win? Bucks. You want Bucks to win? I want the Bucks to win. What about just this game? I want the Bucks to win at home. You want to just end it now? Yeah, just end it now. I kind of, I would like to just see a ring ceremony at a home ceremony. Yeah, or the championship ceremony. They don't get their rings till the yeah. first game. But yeah. yeah I uh, like that. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want the Suns to win tonight. Yes, I do too. You just want the Bucks. I know, but I mean, I want everyone to win, to be honest. Yeah. I, I really just want everyone. I wish everyone could get the ring. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That's I not know. how it's supposed to be. Okay. But I, I do see where you're coming from. You kind of want that to win. It's yeah. a weird dynamic. It is a very weird dynamic. It's because you want the Sun to win because you like Devin Bucker. You like DeAndre Ayton. You don't like CP3, though, so it kind of edges you towards the Bucks. Right. The Bucks are hometown. I mean, small market. Giannis elected to stay. Which is huge. Yes. So hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully it goes to Game Seven, and then the Bucks win there. That's what I hope. 
Uh, I also don't want it to be kind of the end of the Suns' run, though. Yeah, I, but that would I, be sad. I think it might be, though. Just they kind of were able to get past the Clips because Kawhi was hurt. They got past the Lakers because Anthony Davis was hurt. Uh, you know, might not have, but they were down 2-0, right? Yes, they were down 2-0. Uh, and then uh, Anthony Davis had that groin or hammy or something. Groin injury. And so, then later it was a hamstring injury. Yeah. All right, so I think we're done with topics on this episode. Next episode, we'll get into game six and seven. We'll touch some more on probably Ben Simmons a little. We're going to definitely talk more about USA as they're getting in the group stages. Yes. Talk a little bit about EYBL. Got a lot to come. Yes. Tune in next time. Yeah, we'll see you.